When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Bleeding Blue, a show on the history of the New York football giants. My name is Justin Pennick, alongside one of my best friends in the world, Nikki Snacks. We're coming to you from an igloo. Literally an igloo. We are. My nipples have never been harder in my life. I'm not even like it's not an exaggeration. I showed you. My, I was wearing a white shirt. My nipples were popped out. We found. And I'm not uh, an attractive person, so like when. You know, listen, I'm I, I'm not a sec. That's not what I'm saying. But like when, when women's nipples are popping, it's, you know, it's sure. fun to look at. You mm-hmm. don't want to look at mine. Sure about that? I guess it depends on the person. I We, we found this robe that I'm wearing <laughs> and that sweatshirt by like the one of the storage closets in this office. It's, We're in John Boy Media office. John Boy Media office. We, it's 90 degrees outside in New York City. And 60 we're in, degrees in here. 60? That might be putting it lightly. <laughs> it is so cold. I don't think my balls have been, ever been frizzled like this in my life. Well, it look like I should be on The Sopranos. You should. Maybe you should start watching it too, you fucking yeah. disgrace. Anyway. So, Snacks, we are continuing to read. Yes. The Big 50. Big the, 50. And I got to tell you, I, I am loving I'm loving every every page of this book. And You've and read more than I have. I have, yes. I'm I'm just about almost done. Um, but I love the way, way Patty kind of like lays it out. You know the the big moments in in Giants history. Yeah, two to three pages. Like, sh- there's no long per chapter. Go- yeah. Per chapter, right? There's no like long ongoing spiel or anything like that. It, it's to the nitty gritty, and it's really cool. So, um, when we start our our Twitter spaces with it, I'm I'm pumped for you guys. It's gonna be easy to follow along. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So today, we're talking about three different people. Yes, three of the mainstays in New York Giants history: George Young, Bill Parcells, Tom Coughlin. Figured that those three guys kind of should be lumped together. Have a lot of common, mm-hmm. you know. Young and Parcells obviously worked together to build those two Super Bowl teams up, and then Tom Coughlin as being looked at probably more than Ernie Acorsi and Jerry Reese as being like held in this more of a lore. So I would say these three guys, when it comes to football people, yes, they are held in the most allure in franchise not history. the actual players but right. yes those are probably the three mainstays of quote unquote front office outside of the athletes yeah. type of type of thing so um, it only makes sense to talk about all three together yeah so these are three separate chapters in the big 50 kind of combining it to uh, one episode so why don't we start with George Young I think that's where we should start he did come first he was born first yes so what do you what do you 
what do you want to start? I, I have my notes, but what do you want to start off with? Yeah, so, it, it, you know, we've touched on George Young in the past and how the NFL essentially forced George Young on to the Giants. Yes. Because Wellington and his nephew Tim were just at odds. Mm-hmm. At complete odds. They had no idea what was going on. They had no idea what was doing. They were, like, not speaking to each other. No, li- they wouldn't be in the same room. And think, think about it like this. It's not just, okay, you, you think of ownership not talking to each other now. It's like, all right, you know, I don't think uh, Tish and Mara right now need to have com- a conversation with each other. No, they really don't need not. to. It, well, Tish is always drunk, so it doesn't even matter anyway. He's drunk and he's making movies out there in yeah. L.A. So they don't really need to have a conversation together. But Wellington at this point is running, and the Mara family, they've been running the football operations right. since 1925. Yeah, they've done it one way. Yeah. And so everything got bad, especially after the miracle of the Meadowlands, mm-hmm. when that fumble... I don't really want to talk about it. I wasn't alive, but it still makes me sick even watching that play. Yep. Um, after that, that was really the, the straw the, that broke the, the camel's straw back. that broke the camel's back. Correct. And the NFL, uh, Pete Co- uh what's it, what the fuck's his name? Rozelle. Pete Roselli. Why yeah. did I say Cosell? He's the NFL Cosell, film guy. Yeah. yeah. But Pete Roselle stepped in. He's like, like the, no, George Young's going to run your team, mm-hmm. and that's what George Young did. But George Young wasn't accepting of the general manager job, which. Turns out to be the first, he was really the first true general manager of the New York Giants. He would not accept that job, quote unquote, if he didn't have final say on all football matters. Yeah, full autonomy. Yeah. Full autonomy. He wouldn't accept it. And you know, good for him. He shouldn't have accepted that. Yeah. Why would he? He's a, George Young was an established executive in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So why would he go to a, a de- debilitated franchise? I don't even know if that's a word. Well, it was. Yeah. It was bad. No, like, no, I know. Like, we were comparing, like, the the stretch that the Giants have had since 2016 to the stretch in the 70s. And even some of the fans in the 70s were like, yeah, that's fair. But then you also had, I think, more or less more people saying, no, that stretch in the 70s was worse. It was terrible. Than the, you know, the, the six, seven-year stretch that we've had the last couple years. Right. I and think there's merit to both. There so. absolutely is merit to both. So, so the fact that to just, like... And Wellington, who is running everything for for however many years, yeah. he was. It, it's quoted. He was. He was reluctant to. He was reluctant to give George Young full power. Final yeah. say. Um, I guess maybe he finally saw the light and was like, okay, this is so bad. Mm-hmm. I have to step aside and let George Young do it. Yeah. And he finally did on Valentine's Day in 1979. Yeah. And from there, rest is history, as they say. Rest is history. Rest is history. That's what the show's about. George Young spent 15 years as high school teacher. Uh, he was a college defense alignment at Bucknell. He was drafted in the 26th round 26th by round. the Dallas Texans in Blech. 1952, but was cut during training camp. Yeah, and sucked. then he, uh, he wow, he joined Don Shula in Baltimore yes. when they were still the Colts. Then he jumped to Miami when Don Shula was down there. He became the team's director of pro, uh, pro scouting, not pro personnel. Shula joined the Dolphins after the 72 undefeated team, so he was not there. No. For that undefeated team. But they still did have, I believe, uh, uh, Young was there for three seasons. Two of them were winning seasons. Two of them were also double-digit winning seasons. So the team had a lot of success there. And His then, fingerprint was on a lot of that team. Yeah, yeah, and then he was a hot commodity that the commissioner of the NFL pointed out. And then he became the Giants GM. Yeah, and it's so crazy to me. Like, the, the Giants, you know, the New York Giants, yes, they, they do play in New Jersey. But they, they're, they're, you know, a hallmark NFL franchise. Yeah. For them to be that bad, that's not good for the NFL. No. It's, it's awful for the NFL. It's probably awful for Goodell right now. Well, yes. maybe not because you know NFL is just ridiculous nowadays. But back then, mm-hmm. you have a New York, New Jersey market team that's atrocious and 
nobody gives a shit about, you're probably going to want to step in and do something. Yeah. So that's where George Young came into play, and he finally got, you know, they fi- they finally got the guy that yep. they needed to to turn everything around and probably start in uh, 81 with, with a certain draft pick. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm. Bullington Mara did say, uh, we weren't able to get Don Shula, but I'm glad. Yes. I was glad to get his right arm. Yes, and that's literally the case because, no, it, Don Shula wasn't coaching the team. Who Don Shula is a Hall of Fame coach, one mm-hmm. of the best coaches ever. But he got the guy that was making all the moves for the players that Don Shula coached. Yeah, BTS, yeah, behind right. the scenes. Yeah. So, what, what? BTS, behind the scenes. I'm starting to integrate more yeah, acronyms I see that. in my I life. I see that. Don't fucking do it in front IRL, of me. IRL. Don't do it in front of me. In real life videos, BTS, behind the scenes. Don't I'm do becoming it in front a, of me. a media, media some clowns. I got, I got one. I got one. Yeah. F you. Fuck you. Mm, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So George Young was uh, kind of a messy Slop. person. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, also, he also, we mentioned he was a defense lineman. You said that he sucked. You know, he went, he went to well, Bucknell. I have no idea. I'm yeah, sure he it sucked. Was, it was really mean. Yeah, I know. Probably, he's dead. Rest probably would peace. kill you. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, he, he was a me. big. He's he was dead. a big guy. He was, but like when you look at him when he was the Giants general manager, he was very thin. Well, no. Well, he he got sick, and he lost like they they talked about this in the Patty talked about this in the book. He lost like you know almost like a hundred, maybe give or take a hundred pounds. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. In a very short span of time, and so you see a lot of like. The Hall of Fame photos that they use, it's it's him when he's older yes. and then when he's thinner. Yes. But then you also that's look. Like, that's like the iconic. Yeah, show the George, That's like the iconic George Young no, I mean, to me. But no, no, no. To, to you. Uh, to, no, no, no. Like what I know George Young to be yeah. is that like, that picture. But if you don't know and you're a little bit younger and you're like Snacks and I, like I looked up pictures and it was like next to him and Parcells like on the field. It's like this guy, he was a bigger guy. It's chubby dude, yeah. He reminded me of myself when I was Bigger. I got a comment on Reddit. I could say this on this show because I don't care. Um, I got a comment uh, on Reddit where I – one of the reasons why I did try it and lose weight is because I felt peer pressure by YouTube and Reddit by calling me fat. So I was like, fuck this. Society peer pressured me into getting healthy. Really? So, yeah. Now, So now I saw a comment on Reddit that says, you talk about the weight loss too much. I can't fucking win. You can't win. There's no I can't win. But see, that's your problem because you're taking into account other people's opinions of you and you should never. Yeah, you know I times, can't go on Reddit. You know how many times people tell me to stop drinking? You think I'm going <laughs> to? Damn right. You brought you brought some Pinot to the office today. Had to do it. Come on. Had to do it. But George Young reminded me of myself, especially when I was in college, where everything is just a controlled, controlled at least for me, was a, is, a, is, a, is an interesting word. But for George Young, it actually was a controlled mess. Yes. I mean, Ernie, of course, he used to say he'd go into his office, to George Young's office, when, of course, he was the assistant general manager, and there would just be piles of papers everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Like, here, 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 here. Can you give me a report on this player, Ernie, of course, he would say? Yeah. But George Young was like, oh, wait. Here. Yeah, it's it's in this pile. It's in this pile. <laughs> oh, hold on one second. One he second. knew exactly. Yeah. Where. So here's my question to you. Are you that kind of worker? And if you and if you were a GM, so not even like if you're that kind of worker, because maybe right now it's like, well, taking having a GM job, it's like I'm going to take tremendous pride in that, so I'm going to be organized. Yeah. But what kind of – if you were GM of the Giants, would you want everything to be tip-top organized and everything clean, or would you be like George Young? No, I'm George Young. Okay. I, I, like, I, I'm just trying to think like to myself how it would be in my real life. So in my work life, I'm right. – I'm not the most organized person. And but do you take more, do you take, like, if you were to have the Giants GM job, would you take just as much pride 
and attention to detail in that as like your main job right now. Well, without a doubt, okay, even more so. Yeah. Yes. But I would still be the disorganized person I am. Yeah. Like I, I do my job in real life very successfully, but I'm, it's also humble brag. Uh, yeah. Fine. I'm terrible at mine. I agree. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm wearing a robe. Hey. <laughs> can, we, can we talk We're about that? We're in a fucking igloo. <laughs> can we talk about that? But I, I, so I'm very old school, as you know. So I write a lot of notes. I ri- rip papers off of, of yeah. notebooks like this. So everything is all scattered, mm-hmm. but everything is there. Yeah. May it take me a second to do that? Like, Kayvon Thibodeau, where's his 40-yard day? Okay, it's in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will have everything, and I will study everything beautifully, and I'll have 8,000 pages of notes on every single player. But, yeah, I would be a mess. So you would be you would be Dave Gettleman binder guy, not Joe Shane. Correct. Bortz. Yes. Wow. I, I, I'm not – okay, so I'm not – I don't – you know me in technology. You're terrible. We don't mix at no. all. I barely know how to turn my laptop mm-hmm. on. And that's weird. You've called me, and I've had to – Help you turn on you've your laptop. Walk me, you've walked me through how, how to, to get do, onto a Zoom meeting. Yes. Yeah. That's how I first started to know how to, how to do Zoom. I had no idea. <laughs> I was completely clueless. And Justin walked me through it. So that's how bad I am. So no, I'm not the young, handsome stud Joe Shane is with all the technology and all the video boards like that. I am Dave Gettleman Binder guy. Yeah. Okay. And putting it in the binder would, would be a stretch too. So <laughs> My first two weeks, I'd be so organized. I'd be so awesome. I'd feel great. Yeah, and then you're out. And then that's it. Yeah. And that's how every that's how like my college life was. And I was just gonna say that's also probably for a lot of people too. Like your first two weeks of your job, you feel really good. Want, yeah. Right. Right. We got a rhythm. Yeah. I'm gonna stay on top of this. Yeah. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. I want to read um the bottom of page sixty three. Yep. I know exactly of the of, uh, of this uh of this book that we're reading, and I want to read George Young's uh. George Young's track record. From 1979 to 1995, 119 of his draft picks made the final roster as either a starter or a reserve player and appeared in a minimum of 10 games with the team, in addition to Phil Simms, which was one of his first draft picks. Mm -hmm. Some of his more notable draft picks included Hall of Fame linebacker Lawrence Taylor, tight end Mark Bavaro, linebackers Carl Banks, Pepper Johnson, Gary Reasons, running backs Joe Morris, offensive lineman Billy Ard, William Roberts, Jumbo Elliott, and Carl Nelson, defensive backs, a lot of good defensive backs, Mm -hmm. Terry Kennard, Mark Collins, and Perry Williams, defensive lineman Leonard Marshall, and receiver Lionel Manuel, among more. That's the core of two championship teams. Yes, and he was also executive of the year 1984, 1986, 1990, 1993, 1997, January of 2020, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He got he got executive of the year that many times. It's it's kind of that's crazy. crazy. That is kind of crazy. That's like video game like two yes. K my association numbers like right. my GM whatever. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. that's me trading all my future first and spending all my yeah. cap space for the best team in Madden yeah. and then winning the yeah and then just winning executive of the year. That's the year after unbelievable, that. Yeah. George fucking Young man. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I'll find something to hate about him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so this is what you can kind of. Not like is that once the salary cap was introduced, he didn't know what he was doing in the nineties, and this is also when his health, I believe, started to fade a little bit too. In the nineties, there were some really bad first round draft picks. I mean, we clown on Cedric Jones all the time, drafted a blind guy. I blame that more on Stephen Verderosa, even though Stephen Verderosa probably never watched a second of Cedric Jones' film. I think it's just funny to blame that on Fuck Stephen Verderosa. Yeah. Um, you blame it on the medical staff too. It's like, oh yeah, this guy can play when he's blind. I mean, it's a Ronnie Bond. At the end of the day, George Young. I mean, the GM takes responsibility, especially yes. with the first round. I mean, not not just a first round pick. This is like a top ten pick. 
Like, I want my GM making the top 10 pick. So it's not like we're talking about a fourth rounder no. that we're taking a chance on. That's so um, all, that was bad. All the blame lies on George. Yeah, the, the epitome, the epitome of what kind of went wrong in the nineties for, for oh, George. Oh, I'm sorry, what year what was the nineties year he won executive? He year? won ninety three in the ninety seven. How the fuck did he win ninety three? well let's I mean I have the Giants records. So what did they go that year? What did they go in nine in Is 97? that when they won with Fossil? No, that was no, no, Fossil 2000. wasn't there. No, it was two thousand. I know it was two thousand. You dope. Fossil. That was fir- that was the first year. Of yeah, and they won the division. They 10, weren't supposed to. Yes. Yeah. 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 See. See. What did I say? Was this point differential that they had a minus point? Yeah, they had a minus point differential that year. Nineteen ninety five. No, nineteen ninety seven. They had a they had a minus. No, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was, was ninety seven. It was plus forty two. It was ninety seven. They won the division. Fuck, yeah. Fuck. 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 May have to edit that part out. I thought no. Why? Authenticity. I know. It's what we strive for. I got stuff wrong. I said wrong facts. Said we wrong do that stuff. all the time. Yeah. We left off what's his name from uh What what did we get shit on for? Undrafted free what was it? Yeah. It was um it was the be- best we um, we left out um Rosie Brown. Rosie Brown, yeah. We got shit on for that. We did. That ah, just means people are listening. That's right. So All right, here's what I want to talk about and then we'll move to Jerseys. Jersey's we'll move, son? Uh, yeah, uh, our Jersey guy. Jersey's native. Bill Parcells. We'll move to him. So, Ray Perkins. Yeah. Leaves after the 1982 season. Thank God. Gets a shot with the college team. It allows Bill Parcells to get the reins of the team. Does Bill Parcells get his shot if Perkins doesn't leave? And I I, I don't know. I, I mean, this, it, answer this. I would yeah, I, I, what's you, you what's your us. What's your opinion on this? I mean, to me, probably not, no. He'd be maybe he'd be swooped up by another team that year if Perkins stays. Or Perkins eventually gets fired. Because they were like iffy with with Perkins. They were iffy. Perkins and, per, No, it was Hanley who was a joke, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was per, that was after Parcells. Was but after, Perkins, yeah. they went nine and seven, four and five in nineteen eighty two. There was a there was an NFL player strike between week two and week eleven Which of, is that, crazy to of us. that season. Yeah. So that's so yeah, we were like, What what happened there? And that's lo and behold, that's what happened. Perkins had four seasons with the Giants. He went six and ten, four and twelve, nine and seven, and four and five. So you can look at the strike year and be like, it's funky. We were one game away from five hundred. He yeah. was gonna stay. I think he was gonna stay. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but like that's not the world's greatest track record. No. Either. So if if there was one more bad season, you think Perkins then gets fired, he- and then is Parcells also shipped out because they want just new blood. Yeah, I, I guess that's I guess that's a good a good thought process you would think because then Parcells gets gets bumped up, but if Perkins doesn't leave, does Parcells get nipped by another team? I don't know. Yeah, we, I don't know. It's just an answer we we can't really yeah. give because we have no idea. Because you got to think of we talked to Big Blue VCR about this. Yeah, we do. He that's pro- he probably knows. Maybe 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 we'll shoot him a DM and then we'll just include the the snippet yeah. in there. Yeah, he'll that's write a us a novel. I of course we, he will. We, we we know that Big Blue VCR man, he's a talker. Yeah, love him. So I mean, because that's a huge. That, that is arguably the biggest part of George Young's tenure with the Giants, besides drafting Lawrence Taylor, right. is getting is Bill Parcells, getting Bill Parcells in the, as coach, as head coach, right? And you. So we were talking about this before we kind of came in here, snacks. Just saying how there are certain things that went good for the Giants that they kind of just stumbled into yeah. throughout their they entire tenure that they looked into yeah. and then certain things that they should have done that they had control over they just didn't do but it's it's the same process though yes like cuz you know the giants have always we've always joked that they're family oriented they just hire mm-hmm. from who they know 
And that worked with Parcells. It worked with Coughlin. It doesn't work with Gettleman. It doesn't right, work. Right, right, right. Like, so that's that's what we're saying. Like they lucked into two of the best coaches in NFL history, and they and they lucked into George Young. Basically, and they lucked into George Young, right? Because yeah. the their the two owners were basically like members yeah. of the Eagles, and they just couldn't. So the Giants, are, the Giants aren't good. They're lucky. <laughs> but you know what I always say. Better lucky than good. Yeah, and we learned on the uh, and also the they like, also sort of lucked into Lawrence Taylor too. They, I, they did because big Lou VCR B- told us that story. Like if the, the Jets, Jets lost that meaningless game against yes, Miami, he gave us the number two pick, which is so nuts. It's unbelievable. So nuts. the best football player ever, and we lucked into it. So nuts. And hey, then the certain made, certain made, decisions like Belichick, George Young. It was a big part of uh, George Young too. After Parcells retired, which there was a little bit of beef between Parcells and and George Young. I think Parcells kind of disagreed with some personnel decisions. Yeah, that um, was towards the end. They made, it was towards the end, but even towards the beginning when they cut Brian Kelly and Brad Van Pelt, right. those were two tough decisions, but it seemed like they were necessary decisions, even though I would have loved to see those two guys win a Super Bowl, yeah, especially right. Brad Van Pelt. I was just going to say, especially um, but, Van But neither here nor there. When Parcells retires and George Young is a little salty about that, George Young was the one to say that, I don't think Bill Belichick's demeanor is going to fit New York. And... For as many good things as George Young did, can you could you imagine? He's so, not wrong, but he was still it's a no. He's not wrong. You're right. Football coach. <laughs> he's the greatest football coach of all time. <laughs> so that was '93, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Going. No. In, no. 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 It was. Uh, it was '91. So Parcells. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, won sorry, the Super Bowl. Yes. '91. Yes, yeah. So could you imagine if they did the right thing and made Bill Belichick the head coach? He'd still be the coach today. Maybe. And then also there's like 30 fucking years of Bill Belichick. There's another alternate universe where, and this is what Patty talks about, which I never knew because everybody always talks about, well, what if part, what if um, Belichick took over? What if Belichick took over? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Coughlin was the wide receivers coach. He was in the running to be the running head head coach. coach. And then if he didn't leave for Boston college, there's a chance that Tom Coughlin gets the head coaching job for the giants 15 years before he actually takes it. Yep. Yep. Imagine that world. That's correct. See, to me, if you revisit, if you rewrite history, those two Super Bowls may not get won if Bill Bell, if uh, Coughlin's hired in '91. He's not because think about it, they, they, he may be fired after five years. Yeah, exactly. You don't draft Eli thirteen years because also there's like, like Dave Brown. There's there's bad quarterbacks. That and, but that's come what I'm saying. That. He probably gets fired way before he yeah. even starts getting success. Yeah. So nuts. It's crazy, and that's what we were talking about before. Like they really do it in like a family style. Do we know you? If we know you and trust you, you're gonna you're gonna get an Coffin, opportunity. I mean, Coffin got the job eventually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was Wellington Mars' last, uh, truly his last yeah, big decision. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So imagine that alternate universe and that timeline of not just the whole Belichick it's thing, but it's nuts. But you know, Tom Coffin, and then also uh, George Young. I kind of love how Patty just puts this in there. George Young just adamantly says. Yeah, Ray Hanley was like the worst thing that I ever did. Yeah, and <laughs> which a lot of fans true. agree with. Yes, that. yes. My father still talks about it yeah. when he used to talk about. Uh, he used to call Joe Judge Ray Hanley. But nice. He said he was that bad. Nice. But it, it, it's to me, it, it's just it's all the Bill Belichick thing because Bill Belichick. Everybody knows he said it on the ESPN documentary, the thirty, mm-hmm. the Bill versus Bill, whatever it was, Bill and Bill. He wanted to be the head coach, in New York Giants. Yeah. But Parcells kind of did him dirty. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna retire. I'm gonna keep coaching the Giants." So Belichick took the Browns' job, and then a little bit later, Parcells retired. Yeah, kind of fucked him over. Yeah, and fucked us over. Mm-hmm. But you kind of, ha- you kind of, you kind of have to have. I-, I am of this belief. 
to be successful in football, sports, competitive business. I mean, this is with anything. You got to have a little bit of an ego to you. Oh, absolutely. You, you think Parcells wanted Belichick to, to, to be a better coach in Giants history than him? No. 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 Absolutely that's, that's, not. That's Parcells. He, Parcells was a homegrown kid. He was a New York Giants fan growing up. Yeah. That's the legacy he wanted. Yeah. And he, he definitely knew how good Belichick was. Yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, Speaking of Parcells, yeah, let's 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 talk a little bit about Parcells. We already talked about you know kind of how he was brought on and then how he kind of left yeah, too. Yeah, he's uh he's born five minutes from me, by the way. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. BBVCR has talked about you know yeah. his brother, how he was. Uh, his brother was uh his his brother was a referee for yeah. our our youth basketball and football games. Englewood, it, New Jersey. Englewood, New Jersey. Yes, but then I think they moved to Ordell. I sure. Say. Yeah. Um, but either way, right there next to me, and uh, his brother was. Truly a, a great guy. Got along with parents where, you know, when you're refereeing youth mm-hmm. sports, parents usually fucking hate you. But when you're Bill Parcells' brother, I think you get a pass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Bill Parcells, when he, he was hired, he goes 3-12-1 his first season. Not very good. Wellington um, Mara, George Young, they're all considering whether this guy's the right guy. But Parcells has to go through a little bit of a transformation. I didn't really fully, fully know this. So, at first... The defensive players weren't happy. Parcells, they said, was one of them, an honorary member. So this is when Parcells was hired to be head coach, that the defensive players were not happy that he kind of got that promotion. But sometimes when you care enough about one of yours, as the Giants members of the defense did about Parcells, you have to let go. Once he became the head coach, we realized we had to take a different approach because if we continue to refer to him as our guy, our position coach, he was the linebacker's coach, mm-hmm. we were concerned that the other guys wouldn't necessarily have the respect for him, linebacker Harry Carson said. So we adjusted to him as the head man, and we were able to sort of work together to get certain things done. And his first year, Parcells kind of took that mentality of being a player's coach. Yes, and which we're going to talk about in a little bit too, it's funny how there were two different approaches by two the the two best coaches in Giants history. One starts off as a player's coach, right? Yeah. yeah. And transforms to a hard ass, Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. And the other was brought in as a hard ass, Tom Coughlin, and completely transformed to a player's coach. Love that coach. dichotomy. Crazy. Isn't Look it? at you. <sighs> Great radio right there. <sighs> Got a face for it. Parcells, <laughs> yeah. Parcells also <laughs> went from being a mild mannered sweetheart of a guy to wisecracking, sometimes cankerous. Kent. Kerr, I said that wrong. Let's can we get a definition of the word C A N tank or us? Yeah, it means fuck Tiki Barber. Sure. A man who was far less forgiving of mistakes players made to beat themselves. Rather than becoming a ranting lunatic, though some of his former players might argue that at times he was, Parcells figured out how far he could push push each of his players and then trying to push them even further. Which that is my favorite kind of coach. And those coaches typically are the best. Not just ones that they're just straight up assholes to every single player, but some people, some players like you need to be assholes too. Oh, you have to. Some players, Absolutely. some players, if you kind of get in their face too much, they turn off. So you kind of have to know your players and what they respond to. Right, exactly. And if if you, and I think that's in recent memory, that's probably been a problem for some of the, you know, some yeah. of the guys on the Giants. And- Ma- you know, I I don't know, you know. I don't think McAdoo got it. I don't think Shermer got that. No. No. Especially the, I think with those two guys, it's like pushing your players. Yeah, they, they just they just didn't have it, and that's to me. And I know we're we're talking about Parcells, and I'm going to go back to a Parcells story about George Martin that I absolutely love. Yes, I want to talk about, about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of like Coughlin. He, I don't think he realized that the first couple of years, 
but then mm-hmm. he figured out what makes a player tick. What, yeah. What's good for this player? What's good for that player? Mm-hmm. So I, I think the and the best coaches in any sport really learn to adjust and adapt to their players and and what they see fit. Yeah, it's not always just X's and O's. If your player doesn't trust you, you know, calling a play or, or coaching you in practice, you're never going to get the most out of that player. Mm-hmm. So. To me, that's something that's something that's pretty special about Parcells. And again, compliment we'll talk about. Please talk about this, George Martin. No, I story. want you to talk about you it. You want me to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So George Martin was a was I mean, one of the best one of the best yeah. Giants ever. And he was a one of the longest tenure Giants going yeah. back to the seventies. He only won one Super Bowl with the team. He wasn't there for the second. He Super Bowl. wasn't there for the second, but he was a highly touted rookie. No, no, no. There was a highly touted uh, rookie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. Then George, there was a highly touted rookie. And yes, George Martin was one of the veteran mainstays of the team. Yes. And <laughs> this rookie, <laughs> this rookie, and uh, the rookie kept jumping off sides, and every, and it was so bad to the point where people are starting to feel bad for him. Yes, <laughs> and they're all waiting for Parcells to just explode. Yeah, and George Martin tells the story the third time it happens, and Parcells. This is a, a quote directly from George Martin. Parce- after he jumped off sides for the third for the third straight time, Parcells gathers us together. Martin said, and says, guys. This is the kind of shit that we will no longer tolerate in this organization. <laughs> These are the kind of mistakes that you, that get you beat, and I, for one, will never, ever be accepting of that kind of performance. And if it ever happens again, I'm going to hold you, George Martin, <laughs> responsible. <laughs> so George Martin's not the one jumping off sides. It's then, a highly touted rookie defensive lineman. And then George Martin is like, what the fuck? It ain't me. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Martin can laugh about the incident now, but back then he certainly wasn't laughing. Like, I, Could you imagine? Like Bill Parcells, the head coach of the team, gathers around the defensive players and is like, George Martin, it's your ass. You're the guy that's been here the longest. I this rookie this. keeps jumping off sides. Your ass. I it's think hysterical. that's it's hilarious. It's hysterical. Just imagine just being like a player. Imagine being like an offensive player. Like imagine being a wide receiver, knowing that this is happening, and you know, not having you know, like, hey, if a de- I, I as in, a, in a way, I hope the defense is fucking up. If I'm an offensive Absolutely. player, you know, look better. Yeah. It's like, and also, it's less that I have to do. Right, and it's exactly, less attention. Yeah. That's you know, it's it's my it's not my ass on the line that day. So then it's like imagine, and then it's like I will hold you, George Martin. <laughs> that, that, that's the best part. I'll hold you, George Martin. You personally responsible that is so fun and then what i you know the best part about this is then parcells you know uh there's a confrontation and i think parcells either calls martin into his office or martin goes into parcells office and says basically you're one of the veteran mainstays on this team i know that you know you can handle it number one and number two if i hold you accountable then it holds them everybody yes everybody's ass is on the line yeah so so in sense like like what he, we were just laughing hysterically about it. Yeah, but it is. There was a method. The, exactly, there was a method to that madness. It was yeah. chestnut checkers. Like if you're gonna do that to anybody, it's it's George Martin. You yeah. do it to George Martin, and it's it does. It sets the tone for the rest of the team, and it holds everybody else accountable. Yeah. So while it's lunacy, but worked worked, worked. yeah, it worked. and it worked for a lot of different teams too. So as a head coach, Parcells finished with. 183, 138, and one overall record, becoming the first head coach in league history to coach four different teams, Giants, Patriots, Jets, and Cowboys, in the playoffs, which is absurd. Two-time NFL Head Coach of the Year winner, 1986-1994. He had a knack for turning descending teams into into contenders, the first time of which he did in 1984 with 
the Giants. I think that is uh, that is really crazy. He's that he, Coughlin did bounce. Uh, Coughlin that Parcells really did bounce around. Yeah, every single team that he went to. Yeah, you kind of just snapped your fingers. Maybe one year where it's like, all right, we got to get it together. But then the next day we're like in the playoffs. It's why you have to make an argument. He's one of the greatest coaches. I yeah. mean, there is already an argument of that, but he really, genuinely, truly is one of yeah. the greatest coaches of all time. And I got to tell you, just let me get this off my chest. Sure. Seeing him in those fucking cowboy colors is, killed you. Ugh. Killed my father more than anybody. Yeah, I, I really, at the time I was young and I didn't quite fully get it. And I didn't fully know that. Yeah, hey, it was like 2003. Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't have that allure of like, hey, this is, this guy is the man when it comes to the Giants. Yeah. But now looking back on it, I can imagine how weird it was. How weird it it's was. Yeah. With those, with those double, I, I just, I remember the Cowboys want to. At Giant Stadium in overtime to kick game-winning field goal. And just, I remember him being on fucking sidelines for a Cowboy game. I was just, oh, Didn't feel right. Didn't feel right? Didn't feel right? Yeah. It's my observation. It was fucking nauseating, Justin. I'm sure being nauseated doesn't feel right. Move on. Let's let's wrap up with Tom Coughlin. Because Patricia Trainee has uh, two different chapters devoted two to Tom Coughlin. Yes. I mean, Tommy was a big big mainstay in John's history. So it's General Tom is one Tom. of the first chapters. And then Tom Coughlin resigns. Didn't resign. Chapter. Yeah, you, you, would, you, would, you would have an editor's note there, right? Yeah, he didn't resign. What, what, what was he? He got fired. Sure. They, John Mary kicked him out. I, there's, I'm sorry. Am I wrong? There's no other explanation. You think Tom Coughlin retired, resigned. You think so? No. Absolutely not. And you knew that when he walked off the stage at his press conference. Oh, I knew that. Didn't shake his hand, didn't do anything. I kind of liked that moment. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved that. it. There was not that is my favorite time. It's not, it's not the red face in Green Bay. It's not the two Super Bowls. My favorite Tom Coughlin moment was his last as a giant. And he walked right off that stage past John Mary. I disagree with didn't that. Didn't even look him in the fucking eye. Because John Mary should have no respect. Never give that man respect. Never. He he ousted a Giants legend. Did he not? I know what to do to get you going. I take pride in that. Yeah, it works. I know what buttons I, I, to push. It, 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 but, and then they, 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 they kept that miserable fuck Reese, too. Which, which, to me, that's what started this whole fucking mess that we're in in present day history. Does he have a chapter written on him? Jerry Reese? He better not. He better not. I don't know. No, I shouldn't know. say that. I shouldn't say that. Jerry Reese deserves credit. He does. Jerry Reese was a, a mainstay in the Super Bowl 42 win. So I, I, I shouldn't say that. There's some, there's that some draft chapters. That class was unbelievable. There's some chapters that don't have names next to them automatically. But I don't know if he does in this book. He probably gets mentioned. I'm sure he gets I, mentioned. I, I, I haven't read it yet, so. I'm sure he gets mentioned. But, I mean, you, you would think that maybe he would have a whole chapter. I mean, he really only, he only had one offseason. That was good. <laughs> You got you got fifty moments. Didn't didn't, <laughs> even, didn't even make one. I I, I just I all right. So let, let, let's before I go on again about like the exit of Tom Coughlin. Why don't we start General Tom? General Tom. All right. Um, two thousand three into two thousand four, Giants went on a coaching search. Coaches that were um, being considered: Lovey Smith, Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, and Tom Coughlin. They were the coaching candidates. Lovey Smith would have been the only one on that candidate list that. You would have been entertained? Yeah, I mean, well, think about it. Charlie Weiss was atrocious at Notre Dame. That's college. 
and he was and was that a hot coaching pool in like 04 i remember in the in the new jersey record it was like yeah it was like this is like a historic coaching pool yeah and those were the four guys yeah cornell was fun yeah he was a big fat slob he would have lost his mind in new york yeah i know remember that, that what was the postgame press conference no well, that wasn't well, romeo cornell that's it well no that he had one Which that one? was bad we are who we, who we thought they were. No, no, no. That was Romeo Cornell. No, that was that was. No, nope, that, that was, was another, Denny Green. That was another Dennis Green. That was another big black guy. Yeah. That <laughs> I just I just got him. No, it's true. No, but no, it's true. And he had a mustache. Too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean. I know My you bad. Mean. My no, bad okay. guy. I'll okay. own that. It's okay. You knew, but you knew the rant anyway. Um, but Cornell, I think he went on to the Browns, and he was terrible yeah. there. Like he just, this is one of those guys that was a coordinator. Yeah. Charlie Weiss, eh. They were the two hot names with the Patriots. They won, like, two Super Bowls. Three Cornell, Super Bowls. Weiss, and Qual- Cornell coached with the Giants, right? Yes, Yeah, he did. So three of them, yes. shocker. Yeah. They had yeah. ties to the Giants. Yeah, of course. And then there was Lovey Smith, who was the hot name yeah. from the from the Rams. Yeah. So Tom Coughlin got hired by the Giants, and there was conversations amongst Corsi and the Maras uh, about, is Tom Coughlin going to fit in New York, and how is he going to get along with these players? Definitely so not. I, I, want, I want to talk about this for just, just a little bit. So it was reported that Coffin fined Jaguars cornerback Dave Thomas $1,500 when Thomas skipped a mandatory meet-and-greet banquet on an off day because he stayed home with his two-year-old fever-stricken son. Coughlin also uh, fined Banks and Cordell Taylor $500 apiece. This was, I believe, all in Jacksonville. Yes. When both arrived late for a team meeting after being involved in a car accident on a rain-slicked bridge. <laughs> like, that's... Come on. <laughs> You, you know that's asshole behavior. That's asshole behavior. Absolutely ridiculous. That's is that not an asshole? No, behavior? you're not a human being if you do that. A two year old with a fever and a family man that we now know Coughlin is after the softer yeah. side that was given. He loves his family more than he loves anything. So how he decides to find somebody for taking after their kid is mind blowing to me. Now, however. Just kind of, a lot of things, a lot of these stories scared Wellington Matter off. They they did, yeah. Like there was a lot of these little nuances that were like, okay, Mara, you know, Mara's thinking, all right, maybe this isn't the guy. He was probably number one on their list too. I would assume. Yeah, they were. They were. He was like low key number one also in nineteen ninety. Right. So after those ridiculous fines, and here's the quote: "Despite this history, Mara wasn't quite ready to give up on Coffin as a candidate." He reached out to some of Coughlin's former players for some feedback, one of whom was tight end Pete Mitchell, who had been college teammates with Mara's brother-in-law and who had not only played for Coughlin in Jacksonville, but who also played for the, uh, played for the Giants. So, again, Wellington Mara goes to somebody he knows. Yeah. I had a long, honest conversation with Pete about Tom, Mara recalled. Pete said he, w- he couldn't imagine playing for anybody else, that Tom was a great coach to play for. Yes, he was tough, but he was also fair. He got the most out of his players. And if he had to do it all over again, he would play for Tom and not think twice about it. Yeah. And I think that's what sold Wellington Tomorrow to hire Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of a lot of backstories on Tom, a lot of ridiculous things, especially in New York, New Jersey, that that doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. And we saw it with, with Strahan. Like, why am I getting fined for being three minutes early to a meeting? Tiki. T- yeah. Who? Uh, you just said his name. I'm allowed to say his name. You're not. I think you need to retire. I think that's it. I think you need to excuse yourself. We're almost done anyway. I could just finish off. 
This is the lowest point of my career. <laughs> Your entire career. <laughs> but anyway, yes, he had, he had a lot of miserable, miserable yeah. finds that he was just unbelievably. But he ridiculous. transformed. He transformed. And we talked yes. a lot about that, you know, when we actually read Coughlin's book and, and yes. stuff like that. But something that I think is missed through his transformation is that how much you have to humble yourself to do that. It's crazy. Because let's go through Tom Coughlin's year in, year out records as as an NFL head coach. Four and twelve. Jacksonville. With Jacksonville. First year that Jacksonville Jaguars is a real football Existent. team. Yeah. Then they're nine and seven. Awesome. Then they're eleven and five. Two seasons of eleven and five in a row. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Fourteen and two. And that's when they make the AFC championship, I believe. Awesome. Correct. And then seven and nine. All right, you're coming down to earth. And then two seasons of six and ten. With Jacksonville, and then you're, and then he takes a, then he kind of takes season off. He takes leaves Jacksonville. Off, yeah. First year with the Giants, six and ten, kind of bad when you consider that they started five and two. Correct, but it was also a transition year. Everybody knew that. Eleven and five, awesome. Won the division, but you get embarrassed in embarrassed the yes. wild card game, 20, the twenty-three to nothing. Yep. But still, an eleven and five season. Right. Then you have eight and eight, which is another bad year because they started six and two. Correct, and they lost in overtime to the Phillies. Still, to Philly. but still, like you make the playoffs, make the playoffs. Right? You know. Yeah. Then you have um, uh, what? What year? I'm sorry, I gotta. That was 06. I gotta cross. All right, so 06. Eight, but that's before the transformation. Right. So you look at all that. Huh? I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no. And you may just about to say this, but you went 11 and five on the division in uh-huh. the playoffs. You went eight and eight. Yes, you started six and two, but you went eight and eight. Fine, made the playoffs. Yeah, and they were still talking about firing. Yes. So you could look at that as just—I I may even be looking at that saying, "Why do I need to transform?" Fuck this. Yeah. If I get fired, and if they want to keep me, great. I'll go and I'll do this again. L- look at look at the past five years. You, really? But is if I get but if that? I get fired, I'm going to get another head coaching job without a doubt. Absolutely. Those performances and those records were not bad enough for Tom Coughlin. If he was let go after that 06 season, yeah. or even after 07, if he didn't make this transformation, yeah. he would never get another head coaching job again. Yeah. So it, 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 how exactly. humbling you got to be. It's crazy because think about it. I mean, you know, scumbag quitter retired and called him out and in the media and you know, Jeremy Shockey didn't oh didn't have the nicest things to say. Strahan was very vocal about mm-hmm. it. So I mean those are three superstars for New yeah. York Giants. But it's not like Coffin didn't have success. Yeah. So he's gotta change his ways just to be more successful. So you're right. That was dram- but it was a dramatic It's a dramatic change. It's yes. like changing who you are I don't want to say as a person because I think he did separate his personal life and his professional life, but changing who you are as a person within that professional setting. Correct. That's what he did. And it's very difficult. And it's I very think difficult. It, I think it all starts... 60 that, years old. Yeah. You know? It all starts in that 2007 year when I, I Strahan said it best on America's Game, which I I, I would take to, to believe that that really was the turning yeah. point and the players saw it. He's like, nope, no practice today. And they went bowling. Yeah. Love that. Love it. I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a big bowler. You're a big bowler, right? You know that. But team camaraderie, team chemistry. Tom Coughlin. I'm gonna do doing this. that. Yeah. Big bowler. I heard do you that. sucked last week. I really, I really sucked. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, maybe you know this is coming out in a few. This episode's coming out in a few weeks from when we're filming it. So maybe I'm. Maybe I did better. But yeah, doubtful. I did do better. I know I did for a fact. Yeah. I know I did. I don't want to. Can you know what? I kind of don't want to talk about Tom Coughlin re- resigning. I would love not to. Yeah. It's bullshit because he didn't resign. Th- there, There's some good parts about Kevin Gilbride. That's what, that, Those are my main notes about Kevin Gilbride yes. talking about the lack of talent that was replenished, yeah. or that was not replenished yeah. from the 017, especially looking at the offensive line and mm-hmm. how they even called out like that 2011 team. Kevin yeah. Gilbride was like, even, they weren't that, good. even that team was like, and, and, we, and we've all said this, yeah. but even like hearing just the coordinator say, they were like not very good. Yeah. 
So uh, that was the that was the main thing. Here, I'll, I, have, I have a quote, so I'll just I'll just read the quote. Whip the quote, whip the quote. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I know which one you're going to talk. About. I got a I quote. I got a, what, say, what, yeah. what page do you think I'm going to go to? Uh, let me see. I'll give you I'll give you ten seconds to figure it out because I'm already there. Three thirty-five. Nope, three thirty-seven. Ah, fuck. Back in two thousand nine, I started to argue that the line was getting old. Is who is this? This is is uh, no, this is not Gilbride. Yes, it is. Yes, it is Gilbride. Back in 2009, I started to argue that the line was getting old. In 2010, we were getting beat up. We were still winning because we were still good enough, Gilbride said. Yeah, it is him. In 2011, when we even won the Super Bowl, there were multiple guys getting hurt and banged up. And by 2012, we went 9-7, and seven, but we were hanging on by dear life. When 2013 happened, there were six different starters at running back, three different at right guard, four different at center, three at left guard. That stuff's been going on for a while now. And lo and behold, that stuff not only has been going on, for a while in 2013 it's been going on for a while since 2013 yeah and they kept suck they well, yeah duh. <laughs> they kept the gm who put that team in order yeah got like, rid oh, of gilbride okay. which i which at the time it's 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 fully justified but you know now it's like we can do hindsight's 2020 cuz that's what this now we can yeah that's what this and show okay is. fine i understand after 2011 that it it got bad it, you know, it did. Yeah. And if you're going to fire Coffin, which they did, he didn't resign. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know who needs to hear that. And if you don't know that, then you're a fucking idiot. Whoa. Yeah, sorry. You're not. Love you. Keep watching. But if you're going to fire Coffin, you have to fire Jerry Reese, too. Yeah. That's the thing. And my letter, which is on the screen right now, I'll send you that. Um, it says, I wrote after they fired Coffin. And John Mayer's like, I... I trust Jerry Reese because I've seen him do it before. Hmm. You didn't see Tom Coughlin coach a mediocre team in the Super Bowl before? Yeah, that, Fucking dopey. Even Patty, even, you know, Patty in the book was saying how it's funny how in 2015 for teams that, you know, for a team that got the criticism of not finishing and not fighting back and blah, 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 that you fired the coach that was known for responding to teams like that. Yes. What was the 2010 season, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 2010, they were actually pretty good 2010. 10-6, yeah. obviously the fucking misery of the of the Eagles, Deshaun Jackson. But they won 10 games. You win 10 games in the NFL now, you might be a one seed. Yeah. <laughs> in the NFC. Titans won a 11 games last year. Exactly. So it's like... In a 17-game season. So it's like... Did they? I don't know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> when we decided to do a Titans history podcast... We'll Talking Titans. Talking ti oh, wow. Talking Titans. I'm going to week one Nashville. You're not. David Powers says he's going to be on the show. Might. Maybe I will. Wow. All right. My only trepidations are two things. We All right. We're done. Those are the three yeah, chapters. Uh, Those are the three chapters. Episode over. Episode. Well, I wouldn't go that far yet. We still got to close out. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yes. Those three. Anyway, my only two trepidations are it's my dad's birthday that weekend. Tickets are expensive as fuck. I'm out. Oh, fuck they that. are. They're expensive See, as And hell. that's also why I want it mid-year. Week one's always going to bang you. Always. Excuse me? Oh. Yeah, week one's always going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. All right. Um, bang me like Yankees Twitter did this show. Burn. Keep on bleeding blue. That's a show. We'll see you next week, next time that we're uh, coming to you. Um, uh, Keep on bleeding blue. What's next? Fuck you, Tiki Barber. Fuck you. Keep that in! Julian, keep that in!